Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watchdogs. You have made it to episode 74. Michael, what? Michael, Michael, what? What the hell is up? What is up? It's it's a it's a lot of a lot of good stuff is up. Um, <laughs> winding winding down after after last week. Uh, yeah. Um, so how many different it's, boutiques? It's just, it's just too it's just too many watches. It's just too many watches all at once. How many different boutiques and ads did you go to to put your name in for the stainless steel uh, Rolex yeah. GMT? Uh, you mean how many times did like one of these salespeople like spit in my mouth? <laughs> how, yeah, how many times did the salespeople baby bird you their breakfast that morning when you asked? <laughs> when you oh, asked about that, that fucking watch, dude. Just, just, just one. <laughs> it really is like it really did feel like. Oh, you want a ZJ? If you have you to ask, you can't, you can't afford it. <laughs> fucking ZJ, man. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of, uh, you know, we, 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 we've, we've taken time. We've come down from Basel. Um, we have some clear heads. There's some things we want to bring up on today's episode about Basel. There are also some some other items we want to talk about. I, this is a pretty interesting episode. Um, it's definitely uh, multi-topic, topicated, you know what I mean? But this is also a very, very special day. Yeah, yeah. We, we took a big step today. We took a big step. Michael and I, we took a drive up to Vancouver. We left our wives, got in the car, and we are now legally, legally bound together in the holy arms of, of matrimony, right? Yeah. We, we got hitched in, in Vancouver. We got hitched in Vancouver, <laughs> which might be a Death Cat for Cutie song. I'm not entirely we're, sure. And we were wearing our, 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 uh, our 604 uh, <laughs> live watches. Because we're in Vancouver. We must do as the Vancouverites do. I have no idea if y'all if y'all referred to yourself as Vancouverites. I don't know. PS Dance. Anyone have any insight? What do you guys in Vancouver call themselves? Yeah, I don't know. Vancouverites. <laughs> no, okay. I'm sorry. We got really track. This is a really, really big day. So just, just as like a, a, a quick side note, because I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Michael and I officially today, as far as the government is concerned, incorporated two book watch snobs as a proper as a proper business um which for us on a personal note is just a really really big step because it's us um really putting skin in the game pen to paper and saying you know to you guys also and to us that you know this is going to be this is it. We're really trying to make this work. Two book watch knobs. We want to just keep doing really great things with you guys. We want to keep interacting and growing with everyone else. We just want to really just keep growing the community you know uh uh that we're really starting to attract and and it just got to the point where incorporating as a proper business as weird as it is to say that because <laughs> because i mean at the end of the day when you take it all away mike we're just selling dick jokes and watches not even proper watches just dick jokes about watches mm-hmm. that's it that's our that's our commodity. Like when we're going through the process, that was like, oh, what, you know, what is your trade good or commodity? I'm like, <laughs> lecherous content. I don't like. I I don't know what to put here. Porn. 
<laughs> porn. We're selling thoughtful clothed porn. All right. <laughs> That's just what it is, man. You know, people, Ugh. people, people sexily reading books from across the subway, but clothed. That's the kind, yeah. the, the kind of, 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 of broken, emotionally crippled pornography we're selling. Right. That sounds right. Yeah. I still think we should write some, some cheap erotica and publish it on Amazon or something. You, know? you, have, any, you have any idea how much money is in cheap ass Amazon erotica? Like those <laughs> motherfuckers make bank, dude. <laughs> Did you ever see the South Park with Mr. Garrison? Uh, he was trying to write an erotic novel. Yeah, yeah. He 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 would say the word penis too much or, or reference a some, penis too many it times. Was, it was strong like a horse's leg. It was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, no, so uh, I just wanted to take some time to share that moment, you know, us, you know, going through those motions and, and a huge shout out and thank you to actually the people who also just helped us because we just, with, with advice on going through that process, because we just, I mean, we just didn't know, but we just knew that we had to do it at a certain point. So um, just wanted to, to, yeah. to share that. But, um, but this episode is not just about that. This episode, so we're, 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 we're going to talk about some Basel items that I think we, that, you know, once we talk to you guys a lot more, we just, we realize kind of deserve more attention. And that's the great thing about the show. Also, we talk to you guys. So we did the Basel episode last week. We got a lot of response from folks and people are saying, yeah, the episode is great, but you guys, you know, forgot X, Y, and Z. I love that shit. I love hearing from you guys just about that because it's 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 that's how we all learn. So we're gonna talk about some of those pieces that we thought were pretty cool. I think specifically, you correct me if I'm wrong, bro. Like under a thousand bucks is that kind of what we were like sort of also using as the cap? I mean, we we were kind of bitching last episode about <laughs> the fact that we couldn't afford stuff, but I I think I think that kind of stuff just was uh, buried, you know, beneath all of the other. Pepsi GMT news. <laughs> I'm still um, upset we didn't see a, a Tudor Black Bay colon scope. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, there's, um, I think on the Tudor website, there's a, a build your own Black Bay feature now. Maybe you no can build way. one. No way. Yeah, a lot of brands are trying to do this now. IWC is doing it too. Um, and I think you can build your own Black Bay on the Tudor. Maybe you can, maybe you can build it. Is is it like when you order PF Chang's and they can like I can like designate like what I want in my order? I think so. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> I wonder how much it is. Not not PF Chang's. The answer is expensive. I wonder how much the tutor is. Well, the answer is also expensive. I guess. Yeah, more more than than PF Chang's. <laughs> you, you, you you can buy a, you can buy a lot of fucking PF Chang's <laughs> for the price of one Black Bay, man. Ugh. <sighs> You know, but yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about something super interesting, something especially pertinent and relevant to Michael. And it's the idea of a watch you choose when you travel outside the country or what you could consider like like a world traveling watch, like sort of the the thoughtful process one would go through as they choose a watch like that, because that's something that's very relevant right now to, 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 to Michael. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, also is some, also are some really cool website updates. We'll get to all that. That's kind of just like the recap of, you know, a post a pre recap of what we're talking about, but we have traditions. We have traditions. It's also speaking of traditions. It's, it's, it's Passover right now in my house. So it's all kinds of craziness yeah, yeah. going on. So, my fiance will not let me blast Metallica's Creeping Death, quite possibly the most metal telling of the Passover story ever. 
I think I think Metallica's <laughs> Keeping Death needs to be played at every single Passover get together. You need to go over the four questions. You got to find the Afi Komen, and you all just got to sing that bridge to Creeping Death, man. I think I think that would I think I feel like Passover would be be a lot a lot more metal that way. You know what I'm saying? They just put your headphones in while you're cooking. She doesn't have to know. <laughs> The problem is she like when we when we're cooking for like holidays and things like that, she puts on music and it's usually always either like Lindsay Sterling, who I guess is like a YouTuber, or like the Maccabees. The Maccabees are like are like an all I think dude acapella group that like specifically they'll do like covers or they'll do like acapella versions of like like regular ATVs AT ATF, I don't know what the fuck it is, of uh, songs, but like I think in like Hebrew and things like that, and like it's really really cool, but like hmm. it's not Metallica cool, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lindsey Sterling's like a violinist, I think. Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. I, I don't know anything yeah. about her. My buddy's super into her also because apparently she does like like um, violin covers with like Zelda music and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, she does. Yeah, but um, but <sighs> yeah, we have so we have traditions. Right now, my house is smelling of brisket and disgusting gefilte fish. Michael, oh my god, I really... Listen, guys, I know we have to get to the tradition of the wrist check. That's the tradition I'm talking about. But have you, Michael, have you ever had gefilte fish? All I know about it is from the rush hour bloopers. Gefilte fish! <laughs> That's the only thing I know about the dish. <laughs> uh, so let me think, how can I describe it? Um, I say this as clear-headed as I can possibly be. Um, I say this devoid of hyperbole not facetiously at all it is the worst thing ever okay in a world okay. f- in a world full of war crimes and polio because <laughs> i think polio is coming back we were, we were just talking about anti-vaxxers and so I it's think making I, it's making comeback yeah oh good 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 muzzle, it's, it's cool again it's vintage muzzle and vaccinate your broodlings people it's really important trust us um, in a world with all those things, gefilte fish is horrible. Gefilte fish is literally so. This is I know I didn't grow up with it. My 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 wife Rebecca loves it because she grew up with it. It is everything fish is not supposed to be. I grew up on Fort Lauderdale Beach, man. I have a very particular view of how <laughs> of how seafood is supposed to be. Gefilte fish is it's usually lukewarm. It's slimy and it's isn't like, it canned like in brine? It's like jarred or some shit. But the okay. thing is, it's the texture. It doesn't normally have like the flaky texture, or sort of like the, like that sort of like layered texture that that fish is supposed to have. It has a, a loaf, like a loaf, like a foamy loaf texture. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's literally everything fish is not supposed to be. All right, that's that's all you guys. That's that's that's. <laughs> Yep, and I gotta eat it. I mean, I don't have to eat it. I usually do, just because you know I I don't want it to go to waste. But uh, I don't like it. And usually, you're, usually you usually put horseradish on it. Okay. Now <laughs> there's better ways, Michael, to prepare fish. That's 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 my point. There are better ways to prepare fish than to put it through that 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 that, that, that like that Stalin-esque torture process. <laughs> <laughs> of just rendering it into whatever whatever it becomes. I don't know. It, it is it is all good. There's still plenty of other really really great food, but it's the it's the gefilte fish I always uh I always dread a lot. But I'm but sorry. what the fuck are we talking about? Tradition traditions. That's why I got the sidetrack. Yes. 
I'm so sorry. Let's do the wrist check. Would you okay. like to do the wrist check? Would you like to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Um, Maybe what you wear. So, um, from the time that we recorded last week's episode to maybe like three, four days ago. Um, so I've been wearing this watch about four days now. Okay. Um, this has been the only watch to successfully kick the doxa off my wrist. Oh, wow. (laughs) Um, and I love it. I'm wearing the Seiko SKX 175. Yes. Yes. I took a photo of it yesterday. Uh, it's all stainless steel. It's got a Jubilee bracelet and a Pepsi bezel. And I didn't have to wait uh, <laughs> 10 years to buy it. <laughs> Suck it, Rolex. <laughs> so that's uh, that's what I'm wearing. And also, like, I don't know. I, I've been feeling kind of sad. Like, there's, uh, there's almost like a death in the family. You know, like, I, I feel like... Mm-hmm. I don't want to make this episode about Seiko because we talk about them a lot and sometimes people get upset, but I I just feel, I feel like a part of Seiko that means a lot to me is dying. Um, And I I think that the brand is kind of pricing out a great deal of their demographic. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of times, you know, with the divers, for example, you would look at the SKX, the turtle, the sumo, mm-hmm. the shogun, and then the marine master was like, that was it. That was like the holy grail. It like retails for a little over two thousand five hundred, but you can find them, you know, fifteen hundred all day. Yeah, and that that's that is kind of like the max. You know, you can you can save up for that. You can you can set that goal for yourself. But it's just like, man, this year like, <laughs> it's just it's just nothing. You you have like a like an almost $6,000 limited edition, um, you know, presage watches that are in like over 2000 and over like 1500. And the thing is with the Marine master at 1400 bucks, you know, if you, if you save up and do some digging, you're getting a lot of watch for that price. I think the argument yeah. that you're making is, you know, spending 16, 2000 bucks on some presage watches. You're not necessarily getting that same sort of like um like ugh, you're not getting the same type of 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 I'm trying to think of a way to describe but you know what I'm trying to say you know what I'm trying to say I, I guess like value you know value value, yeah. value for your dollar yeah um, because these new presages are they basically uh, they sort of look like cocktail times right yeah yeah that's exactly what they look like I, I think the dial finishing is a little bit different maybe I noticed Seiko was was doing the Zeratsu polishing on more lower end watches this year. And I think that's right. That's, <clears throat> that's what they, that's what they kind of correlate with the cost. The, 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 the polishing, the, the Zeratsu polishing process would definitely drive up the price of the watch. So maybe it's one of those things where it's not like we're angry. The watch costs this much more. We're angry. Why did you feel the need to offer a watch that costed this much. Not why did you charge much for this watch, but why did you have to offer this watch in the first place? Yeah. It doesn't really do anything or doesn't really add anything. It doesn't really like, I don't know. Definitely felt um, underwhelming. I don't even want to talk about Grand Seiko. I don't know what the fuck is going on over there, dude. Yeah. Like me personally, it it's like, 
I don't know. It just like the way they're doing all the dial design and the logo and the branding. It just reminds me of like 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 Coach logos and Gucci logos and how it's like yeah how it's being incorporated into this. And so it's just and to me it's just we. I guess they're really trying to justify that. Uh, where's the where's the Grand Tega Boutique Rodeo Drive? Yeah, that's that's the one. They're probably trying to really justify that location. I mean, you know, with everything that happened with Seiko at Basel, I just kind of felt like. I had to go back to to basics. Like you know, when you get older, and you feel like you have to start listening to more, like esoteric music, something a little more intelligent, something cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel like when I when I put on this SKX, I'm just like, it's like I popped in the Enema of the State Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> CD like into my into my car. Everything's you know, like, just simpler. Everything makes more sense now. You know? Everything makes more sense. It's 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 easier it's simple um and there's just there's still fun in collecting those watches like last night i was kind of like i was up really late last night and we were texting it and i think it just like fell asleep with like the phone on my chest but i was like i was looking at all the different um color variants of the just like the plain 7s26 um seiko diver and Mm -hmm. like there's this one. Obviously, there are like a bunch of black ones in the 007. There's the SKX 011 J1, which is an orange dial, so like a Doxa, like kind of orange, which is really cool. There's an SKXA something, which is like a yellow dial. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And these, there's there's a super rare like mint dial one also, which is like a like a mint green. Um, I don't know the reference there's still a ton of fun in collecting these really simple, really entry level Seiko divers. Yeah. Um, and if you're into that, that's cool. And I kind of feel like I have to be into it now. Cause it's like, it's becoming like the only segment of Seiko that I feel like I can play around in. I mean, I can, I can certainly save up for something like a, like a Shogun or like a, like an old SBDX um, 017, the, those are those are still kind of expensive, but it's right. just like, I, I feel like maybe a few years ago, I would see a bunch of stuff come out during Basel and be like super excited and not really sure of where I would put my money. And now it's just like, I can totally ignore it and not feel bad. Yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head in that when Seiko was sort of doing their own thing and not trying to worry about being like a proper installment in like Autology, even in their own way, even though that even though I think they're not directly doing that, they're trying to sort of like sort of do that with some of the price increases, some of the way they're segmenting some of the lines, you know what I mean, with Presage and with Grand Seiko yeah. and all stuff like that. Before all that, when they were just doing their own thing to us as consumers looking at their product line it was it was fun there wasn't this sense of like something's too expensive to take a chance on it was more like a really fun sense of almost discovery because i feel like even just a couple years ago when i started getting into watches um whenever something would happen with seiko it was really fun and it was like oh like like the last big thing i think of i think i could think of was probably the um the blue lagoon samurai and the turtle yeah the samurai that i got that was a lot of fun like i'm like oh shit like it's it's a little i mean a little expensive but i mean you know i'm i i think i paid i I bought it from the boutique so i paid 550 bucks for my blue lagoon samurai you know what i mean Uh uh-huh i i haven't lost all hope i mean because like if you look at 2017 
Seiko does these spontaneous releases out of nowhere. And a lot of times those are the affordable ones. I, I think the Blue Lagoon series was like That's that. A good point. I don't, the, the, the kinetic world time was very fun. The, the world time, the orange, the new orange samurai that came out wasn't too bad. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, there were like those those baby turtles as well that people are starting to pick up now. Um, so, so let's see. If, yeah. If if when this full year goes around, we can then turn in and say, our, 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 so if this full year comes around and nothing cool happens, let's yeah. burn our Seiko cards. <laughs> well, I mean, this this watch is kind of like my my Basel World uh, detox. You know, it just it feels good. Um, when we for go, a while, when, when we go to Basel, what are you gonna wear? Are you gonna wear that? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Maybe I'll wear some some Vostoks. I don't know. <laughs> I think- you get so many just like confounded looks. Probably, I'm I'm gonna cut a watch out of cardboard and oh and my god, that'd be it's, perfect. It's my Kickstarter project. I don't know, <laughs> guys. Stop making Kickstarter brands. No, we need we need more. We need more <laughs> Kickstarter watches, dude. We need more Kickstarter content. I need to learn more about individual creators who are trying to find a minimal watch, but none of them out there suited their needs. So they decided to make one of their own. We need more people doing that, right, Mike? That that you're gonna bring to customers while cutting out the middleman. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for letting me know. How many? How many, how many press releases a day do you see like that? <laughs> I can't tell you. <laughs> That's too funny, man. <laughs> oh man. Ah, um, start, I, but I'm I'm happy you're wearing that Seiko. That thing is really cool. Um. Yeah, it's it's simple. It's really comfy, and and the one one big development for me, I was kind of torn for a while on mm-hmm. on whether or not to change the bracelet because mm-hmm. the um you know the dealer Uncle Seiko he made like a, a reproduction Z199 Jubilee bracelet, which That's is like right, yep, which is like the Seiko Jubilee bracelet that is all solid, like every link is actually solid. Um, and you know for a while I thought yeah, like I can. I'll I'll replace it and and use that, but um, the allure of just having this watch all original, you know, one owner and kind of just wearing it like it is, is it's just it's really attractive to me. And um, <clears throat> I like I like the bracelet. I, I don't think I'm ever gonna change it. Keep it on there, dude. The thing is awesome. Yeah, it's really comfy, like lighter than air, and yeah, it is jangly, but not when I wear it. Dude, the jangle is part of it. The jangle is part of the appeal, man. Yeah, I, I would agree. You know, <laughs> like that favorite pair of sneakers you got that always squeaks for some yep. reason. Exactly. Part of the appeal, man. That's cool. That's super cool. <laughs> though. How about you? Still wearing the Vostok, man. I haven't unpacked the <laughs> rest of my watches. Nice. Still wearing the Vostok Amphibia Fortier uh, Zero case, paratrooper dial. Uh, I modded the bezel with this uh, this cool sort of like traditional dive watch bezel, but it's like a silver looking thing. So, and the dial the, the dial is like a teal color. It's got that red star. So I think we joked last time. Um, uh, Ryan Moy helped us coin the term the Vostok Heineken for this watch because yep. it look it looks like a Heineken. Uh, I still have it on this EA8 um, uh, custom suede strap. Really really cool red stitching. Grace Guay. Mm, there it is. Banquo, Bank, Banquo at the feast, man. <laughs> uh, gray, gray strap, uh, cool leather keeper. I like mixed materials. It makes it really fun. 
Um, the big development with this watch is, uh, so I had scratched the balls off of it while I was moving because I moved recently. Because this thing hangs, thing hangs mad damage. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Um, and so before I haven't taken polywatch to it, but um, did you use toothpaste? No, 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 no. I just, I just kind of rubbed away at the crystal, just sort of like absentmindedly. Um, and a lot of what I thought was a scratch was just paint from the wall. Oh yeah, that happens. Yeah. And so this thing, it, it definitely has like a scratch on it, but it's not as bad as I thought it was. And to me, that's cool because I hit the, I like, I was, it wasn't like I was like Bigfoot walking and I hit a wall. I was carrying a giant fucking bin of just stupid shit I've been carrying around with me my entire life. And I smashed my arm like <laughs> against the wall. And I'm like, oh good. My, my watch is, my watch is eviscerated and you know, the pieces have been scattered at the four corners of the earth. So I hit this thing hard. It's an acrylic dome. And it didn't get as much damage as I expected. The only reason I bring that up is I feel like people um, feel like the acrylic dome, if it gets hit with the sort of ferocity that my watch got hit with, it would explode. But I mean, mine didn't, you know. Mm -hmm. So these things are more these things are more resilient than I guess you know one would expect. Um, I've been spending some. I've been spending a lot of time with the watch. The one thing which is kind of throwing me off is the power reserve on the two four one six in this watch. I think it's thirty six or thirty eight hours. Uh -huh. um, if I don't wear the watch for about, I guess a day and a half or something like that, I do. I do have to end up like winding it. I guess a few extra hours makes a difference. And since I've been moving things and carrying stuff and things like that. I haven't been wearing the watch because I don't want to get it to smash it again. But um, in the process of doing that, the date on here is not quick set, which is a little annoying. <laughs> oh, okay. So if I miss a day, I have to like do a full rotation, but I'm, I'm kind of used to it because my Polajot 3133 is also not quick set. <laughs> but um, so just, just, just throwing that out there as like a warning, no, not a warning, but like just to like let people know, um, it's something. It's kind of a quirk, I guess. You get used to with with some vintage watches, especially um, uh, Russian watches, because you know usually the calibers that came out of the USSR were just super straightforward, just manual wind, anywhere between fifteen and eighteen jewels, no date. So anytime like a date gets added, you know it's it it, it you'll have some kind of quirk like that. But I'll do a proper write up on the site soon. Um, do you think I should do the review on the site with the giant mark in the crystal <laughs> or, or should I try and poly watch it out? Poly, poly whirl it out. Whatever you want, man. It'll be fun either way. I think it'll be fun either way. Maybe, maybe it'll be more of a real review with a giant, with a, with a, no, it's not giant, but with the scratch in the crystal. Yeah. You know, speaking of reviews, uh, really quick before we move on, uh, uh, to the next point of order. Um, there are some new reviews. There's some new content on the website. I do apologize for letting some of that fall behind while I was in the process of moving, but uh, everything was packed up, so I didn't really have a chance to do it. But right now, there are two pieces contributed uh, from users, from you guys. Uh, there is a review from... There is a review on the Nizumi... I'm going to fuck this up. Nizumi Voiter? Voiter? Voyer? Nizumi Voyer? Am I saying that <laughs> It's, 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 it's uh it's, it's voyeur it's, it's, for sure i don't think it's voyeur <laughs> i apologize uh it's a, it's a family show <clears throat> it's a family show uh there is a review on uh on the nizumi 
Voiter from Greg, uh, I should have practiced your last name, dude. Greg Bedrosian. Bedrosian. Greg from, yeah. from Greg B. There's a review from Greg B. On the website right now for the Nizumi Voiter chronograph. Uh, really, really cool mecha chords. Um, it's a micro brand. Uh, Nizumi Studios put it out. Um, I know there's they're 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 putting out a few other watches as well. It's a watch I wanted to have a review of on the website like for a long time. So um, you know, Greg reached out. He listens to the show, and you know, we talked about it. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so, really, really happy. It's a really fun write up. Go and check it out. It's got some fun pictures in there as well. Uh, the chronograph is sort of like, sort of racing chronograph, but also like, like vintage car e inspired. And so, uh, Greg has got some pictures in there with, um, with an old Porsche Targa, I think. Uh, really, really cool. Um, the other review on the Rebs on the on the Reb. Mm, it's happening. The Reb site. I'm I, I'm drinking warm white wine. So um, I'm not really sure what's happening to my to my speech process right now. I probably think in my head I sound great, but in reality I just sound horrible. You know what I mean? I know the, I know the feeling. It's really scary. <laughs> it's like, uh, did you ever see? Oh, what was the movie? The Broken Lizard movie, where the guy um, a beer? Was it Beer Fest? Is that, is, is that a movie? That's a movie. Did you ever see Beer Fest? <laughs> we just watched it like the other night. You remember when the guy when the when the brown guy came out of the bathroom? We thought he was all <laughs> suave and cool, but he was just. The sloppy trashed. <laughs> yeah, he had like the beer like carton on his head. Yeah, like, it's just that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> You're just that was the You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. All yeah, day. but yeah. um, the fuck was I gonna say? There's also another review. Uh, oh no, uh, yeah, another review on the website from uh, Dave Hardman on the really really cool Hamilton Khaki Field Automatic, the 38 millimeter one. It's the one that was out in Japan for a little while, and now it's available here on the Hamilton store and I guess you're we talking about this before we recorded it's technically a Basel release as well yeah I'm trying to find the full name because it's kind of it's like a really generic name um, it's the Hamilton khaki field mechanical uh, reference number is some something it's in the review it's just Hamilton khaki field mechanical yeah huh yeah really nice 475 bucks yeah, it's a really, really cool watch. It's a lot of fun. 38 millimeters, um, designed in sort of the spirit of that of that mill spec. Uh, Greg did a uh, uh, not Greg, sorry. Uh, Dave did a really, really fun just <sighs> retrospective like look at the history of like the, the the sort of idea behind the specific like military spec for watches. And so he talks a little bit about other watches that sort of had those specifications like Marathon and Timex. He's got a lot of really cool photos in there. Um, it's a really fun educational read. Go and check it out. Um, the review for the Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical. Um, it uses the, interestingly, it uses the editor like 2801 or something like that. You know what I mean? It's a really interesting watch. It's a really great price, dude. 475 USD. Yeah, Edda 2801 2. That's a really 42 hour power reserve. 38 millimeter case. Damn, that's really awesome. nice. That's really fucking nice, dude. God. Um, but yeah, go check out those reviews uh, um, on the Nizumi Voiter and the uh, Hamilton Field. I'm going to fuck this up. Hamilton Khaki Field. Uh, mechanical mechanical thank you huge <laughs> thank you to to greg and dave for for doing that and putting those reviews together um also working with a lot of a lot of you a lot of other listeners who want to reviews uh, as well it's a huge thank you to everyone that's wanted to just contribute to the site it's that kind of stuff where it's just like okay i think my life has meaning now because like people like actually want to be a part of the community enough to the point where 
they want to contribute stuff to the web to, to, to the website so huge thank you again to you guys huge thank you again to everyone i've talked to and everyone i'm working with um if you have an idea for uh, something on the site and you want to at least just talk about it totally feel free and reach out um i know it's cliche but i don't think there is such a thing as a dumb idea I, every idea i think i've heard has been awesome and if there was an idea that like I was talking about with someone or someone brought to the table, um, there was a really fun just like email chain back and forth of like getting the idea to something that made a lot of sense and that was going to be a lot of fun for the website. So it's not like I've had someone just be like, oh, I want a pair of porn reviews and watch reviews. And it's just like, mm, I don't know. I don't know how the Google search algorithm would really enjoy us doing <laughs> pornography review you know what i mean i haven't had any just like red light moments so yeah so huge thank you go check out those write-ups um am i missing anything about the website the website is going to start going through updates as well i updated the home page i'm going to update some of the other pages uh, uh also um should we talk about the logo or not yet i mean i guess maybe I not up. yeah yeah i mean yeah just, just, yeah, just we, can, to, we can talk just about to, that. Just to put it out, I mean, just to put it out there, we don't want to change our logo, but we're interested in potentially um, just getting like a nicer resolution version of the logo. Uh, we we got that logo from a very nice designer in Poland who we paid I think fifty dollars <laughs> to about about a year and a half ago, and the guy did a really really good job. But um, you know, there's some scenarios that have come up where. Uh, we just don't have like high res versions of it or like, you know, maybe we sort of see like opportunities for doing like different versions of it. I think the, I think the logo is great, but I feel like, um, it's not like a refresh, you know, a refresh, like a refresh. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, if anyone out there has experience with that or, you know, if they want to work with us, I mean, obviously, you know, obviously it's like, a, it's like a paid thing we're talking about. I'm not, you know, I'm not, not going to ask someone to graphically design for, for, for free. We just, that's a little bonkers, but, um, cause I know some, I think some designers do listen to the show. So if anyone's interested, just, just let us know what's up. Just be fun to talk. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, let you guys know in case I also just want to state on the show in case one day the logo changes and everyone's like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I still exactly. want, I still want Bon Jovi to get back to our email about doing our new intro music. I think, I think that would be killer. Yeah. I mean, do you think, do you think Mr. Von, Mr. Mr. Von? Fucking Mr. Bon Bon. Do you think that guy would actually do our music? I don't think he will. He's I don't cool. think he'll get back to us. You don't even get my motherfucker, dude. But he's um, he's busy doing uh what what is it like commercials for like progressive car insurance? I don't know what he does. <laughs> That's what he does the music for now. The last days. thing I saw is I think he's starting a wine brand, specifically a rosé wine brand. So he's like making. For Rose. the ladies, I guess I don't fucking. It's just it's just very bizarre, but uh, I guess you know wherever the wherever the money is, right? Um, is there anything I'm forgetting about the website, Michael? No, no, that's that's about it. You wanted to talk about Vostok. Yeah, kind of, kind of related to what I was just talking about with Seiko. I feel like so I don't know what's happening to me right now as a as a watch person collector guy that does stuff with watches are you are, um, are you are you in the midst of a horological uh existential crisis hashtag yeah. horological existential yeah. crisis? it's just too many man like, <laughs> <laughs> i just like why why am i so obsessed with these these little tiny things that just 
are completely obsolete. But anyway, yeah. um, you know, Seiko was kind of like a haven for my sanity uh, for a while, and um, you know, not so much anymore. And I feel that's 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 why I that's why I gravitated uh, to this watch that I'm wearing today. But also, you know, um. I don't know where I just started browsing like Vostok, like amphibias and like yes. different, different versions of the divers and stuff. And even like for a little bit, like toying around with the idea of getting another vintage one, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm far too scared to do that. Um, well, I can help you, you know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then kind of just, I don't know where I bought one. I bought, but I, I bought a new version cause I was jealous of you. And uh, I wanted <laughs> I wanted a new Vostok uh, dive watch, so I got one for I think it was like eighty bucks um, off Amazon. I love how well priced these things are. That, that the, the thing is that that's also what makes it so much fun. It's you're only paying anywhere between sixty five and eighty bucks, and you're getting a, a really cool. I mean the the Amphibia. There are lots of different model numbers to choose from. Case options, uh, basically a lot of different dials to choose from. It has mm-hmm. incredible dive watch history. Dive watch history, which is really easy, I think, for people to overlook in the world of like fifty fathoms and Rolexes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, and for eighty bucks, it's just it's 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 really really killer. But yeah, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, no, it's it's a little bit more than than what you can pay. But the thing is, like, I found it Amazon Prime. Uh, from a seller that, and this might be a new thing, you know, because we talk about Marinom all the time, and who knows this this shop might be affiliated. Um, but you know, when when you buy one of these things, even if it's from Marinom, you usually wait, like you wait a little bit, right? I mean, you don't wait well, yeah, like a it, month, it, but it, it 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 took me it took my watch about a month and a half to get here. Yeah, I'm I'm really impatient. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I found this one, and it was like, oh, it's Amazon Prime. Cool. It, it should it should be in tomorrow, and I'm I'm really excited. But um, I got a Vostok Amphibian uh, reference number one two zero zero five nine Scuba Dude. Yes, it looks pretty cool. Um, I can't wait to to get it in. It says the dimensions are forty four by forty nine by eleven. That's totally wrong. Um, I don't yeah, think this is a 44 millimeter dive watch. No, that doesn't sound right at all. Lug to lug should be like 46. Yeah, yeah. Somebody says that in the comment section that this is kind of wrong. Interesting. Um, Definitely keep that receipt. <laughs> yeah, right. right exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it looks cool. It's it's just like the the regular. It's like an ice blue dial with the uh, the Vostok. Uh, text next to a little, I guess like a little orb with a scuba diver and some bubbles coming up. Um, scuba dude, man. Vostok the scuba, scuba dude. dude. Yeah, and and like you said, the one two zero is probably less popular than the four two zero. Um, but this this is more in line with I, I think traditional like skin diver design language. I would say. Yeah. Um, 18 millimeter strap. I can't wait for that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, dude. That's that. That's a that's a Russian watch thing. All basically every single USSR watch that I could think on the top of my head was 18 millimeters. And the yeah. the, the 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 production chain 
from like back then to the 60s to now at Vostok was basically remained unbroken. So mm-hmm. it's going to stay 18 millimeters. Some of the Vostok Europe's, which is a completely different thing, are yeah. larger. But these these traditional amphibious commander skis and things like that, they're going to be uh, 18 millimeters. I'm really excited for you to get it. I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yours coming on the rubber strap. Yeah, that, that was another thing. So I, um, I got this one because I've just heard that the bracelets that some of these new ones come with are just like not worth it at all. It's it's, it's made of recycled chickens and tinfoil. It is the okay. worst. It is the worst. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> the worst bracelet ever. The first thing I did was take that take that bracelet off. Like it's yeah, it's really bad. But I mean, I don't care. I paid eighty bucks for the watch. I know they're saving money somewhere. You know. Yeah. That that was another thing. This same vendor had the four two zero. But it came with that bracelet, and I was like, eh, you know what? I'd probably look for the the vented like rubber strap, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I would have to buy that separately from from Marinom or something. Uh, but this one just came with it, and you know, I can take it out of the box and wear it. I've whatever. actually heard pretty pretty decent things about that rubber strap, like like pretty positive remarks. You know, what it I mean? looks good. You yeah. know, I'm just in the photos. It looks good. I will say, be prepared. The box that it comes in, like the watch case, you know how Seiko has the nice box where it's like, you know, a sleeve and it fits into the box and the thing is on like a little pillow and it's very like, like it like there's like lots of nice textures and it's very like soft and nice. You, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. That's not what's going to happen with the Vostok case. This looks like a, like a brick of C4 or something. It is, it is straight up a plastic case. I think it's like injection molded recycled plastic. It does not feel good in your hand at all, but that's uh-huh. okay. Again, I would rather them spend less on the packaging and charge me as the consumer less money for the watch. You know what I mean? So, I mean the watch looks fun. I, I think I'm gonna I'm probably gonna wear that thing for a while. Just, I think just I, I think you're gonna it right dig now. it. Yeah. And you probably have a lot of eighteen millimeter NATOs and stuff like that just from your old SNK. Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited for you to get that thing. Yeah. But that that's all I wanted to say. I got a Vostok. It's um it's all your fault. And uh <laughs> and I, I these past few days I might have been spending more time looking at Vostoks than Seikos. If you can believe that. <laughs> with with what we've been talking about so far this episode, I completely believe it. One hundred percent believe it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know they're they're fun, dude. They're there's the the Vostoks. They're super non-committal. They're just great to look at, and there's just something extremely genuine and authentic about the approach to the watch. They're not making the watch to look like something else. This is a Vostok amphibian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Eighty eighty fucking dollars, dude. Incredible. Yeah, I can't wait till tomorrow. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um. So I'm looking at the time right now. You want to talk about some of these pieces from Basel we didn't mention last time, but that are probably worth mentioning? Yeah, so we I, I kind of felt like an asshole because uh, we we finished the, the last episode on a pretty kind of grim note. Uh, you know, we, we were saying that there really wasn't stuff to, to attract, um, say, folks that listen to the show or, or stuff that those people should be concerned with. You know, kind of after the dust settled, I started to see some watches that were like below the $1,000 mark that really didn't get much uh, press coverage. So I I, um, I, I, I agree. I think we... Actually, no, I, I don't know if we ended on a grim note. I think 
our reaction last episode to Basel was probably just, as you just said, a result of just how things were covered. If we were there, yeah. if we were there, we would have talked about all the cool shit. Well, yeah, here, that, that's true. You know what I mean? If we were there this year, I think we would have made, and I, 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 mean, you, I mean, this is my opinion. You tell me I'm totally wrong. I think we would have made like a side comment about the new Tudor or the new Rolex, but I think we would have then made a concerted effort to talk about other stuff because if you want to learn about the new Rolex, the new Tudor, there's a dozen other websites that are all like each other that you can go and read about that thing on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If we were there, we were there, you would have heard about all the cool shit. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, the first the first one that comes to mind, I'm not sure how new this one is, but it was definitely shown at Basel. Right. Because I know about the every time Swissmatic from Tissot, um, and it's 380 Swiss francs, but I saw a diver um, with like a white dial and a sapphire blue bezel, like rotating dive bezel. Cool. It looks really cool for, for like, yeah, for 380 Swiss francs, it probably has something like the Powermatic 80, which is like an 80 power reserve, 80 hour power, power reserve movement. Um, in like a Tissot dive watch, like that's fucking awesome. Pretty cool, <laughs> <You know>? actually. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure if it has that movement, but if it does, that's that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. I also didn't know Tissot made divers. Yeah, I, I mean they 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 probably have for a while, and uh, you know don't really show them. The other one is the uh, the Tissot. It's kind of it's kind of funny because they call it. It just says Tissot anti-magnetic on the dial, right. but it's the the heritage petite seconds, which is like a it's like a throwback, um, you know, small seconds sub dial like dressy sort of watch, but it is right. sort of it is a little bit sporty like on the leather strap that it comes in. It's nine hundred ninety five dollars, so that's that's maybe more in line with what um, you know people like that are. Into budget conscious purchases. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an ETA sixty four ninety eight dash one movement. Uh, so like a Unitas, like manually wound. Yeah, looks pretty sweet. I don't know if you if you had it if you have it pulled up in front of you, but um, yeah, I, I was I was looking at it earlier. It's definitely for me. I like it because it's it's it sort of reminds me of my C my my Omega Seamaster thirty. It's that really kind of just cool classic. Um, look to it. I also love sub second hands or like sub dials, like sub sub dial sub seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. On these types of watches, so that was definitely cool. We were talking about the size off air. The size of the watch is a bit is a not 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 weird, but worth noting. I would like to try it on in person, but you know, Basel World 2017. I talked about the Longines Heritage 1945, right, or something like that. Right. And it was a watch that I wrote about on the site. And it's 2018, and that thing still hasn't made it to dealers. <laughs> it's just like, here's this watch, but you just can't buy it anywhere. Like, even if you go to, like, the Longines, like, official, like, web shop, it's just, it's 2018, and it's still not there. That's funny. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, this is a Tissot. Um, we see Tissots, like, all over Amazon and, um, yep. like, wherever the fuck. Like, maybe this thing will actually, like, make it out there. <clears throat> because I still want like a nice looking kind of 
plain dress watch with like a a small seconds like sub dial. You know, yeah. that, that would be pretty sweet. I, I thought, you know, that Longine could be it. That one is is more expensive. That's like I think seventeen hundred. But this thing at you know a hair below a thousand is is even more attractive. You know, manually wound, so it should be thinner. Uh, let's see, the thickness is eleven point three five millimeters. So that's not, not bad. You know, it, it might be okay. It might be okay, but it, it's definitely something that I want to try on in person. You know? If it ever actually gets released. Yeah, yeah, and the, the, just the last one that I wanted to talk about, and I wanted to write about it, but didn't really get the chance, is the um, it's the Certina DS PH two hundred meter diver. Yep. Um, kind of like another throwback watch, but it still looks very modern, almost like uh, it almost looks like an old Seamaster military piece that has some design similarities to like say even like a CWC Royal Navy diver or a 5517 Submariner. Um, but this thing is, uh, let's see. This thing is 695 Swiss francs. So a little over 700 bucks comes comes on a leather strap and a nylon strap, you know, 42 millimeters, I don't know. It looks great, but apparently it's not sold in the States. I don't know why. Why? um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, stuff like that, that people kind of overlook. And, 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 you know, all of these brands with the exception of Tissot, um, they get overlooked sometimes. Like, uh, Aberhart is another brand that people kind of ignore. Yeah. Um, dude, next year, next year we're going to go next year. We're going to go and it's going to be insane. Like we will, <laughs> this seriously, I, I, I am so committed to making a concerted effort to showing people things at Basel that no one else will, or no one else sees the value in, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's just very strange to me that, you know, with the vintage reissue boom that's going on right now, you know, Certina has to know, like, why would they, with the United States being the second largest market in the world for luxury watches, why would you not? Like, why would you not invest in that market or even target it? You know, I don't know. Maybe just I, just, maybe I don't just, understand. Maybe it didn't occur to them. Maybe they just wanted to see how it would do in where? Uh, 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 sorry, Switzerland. Switzerland. Yeah. You know, it's sort of similar to the the Hamilton khaki field uh, uh, mechanical. How that was only released in Japan for a bit, but now That's it's true. available everywhere else. You know. So yeah, I don't knows? really know. The watch that I, I did not see any like clear coverage on this. I had to hear about it from a user. I don't know if you know. I mean, I, I, you must know about it because 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 you you, you know you know all these things. But um, I'm surprised uh, I didn't hear more about the Oris Diver 65 36 millimeter. Yeah, yeah. There's one of those um, that just came out. I think they call it on paper the Oris Diver 65 Bronze. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of weird because the first time I saw it, or- Oris has done some weird things. They came out with a watch last year that it was like the Oris Diver 65 Movember edition. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> There's like a mustache on the strap. <laughs> kind of weird. I don't know. Hashtag um, my fellow kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but this, you know, when I saw photos of this, 
Diver 65 bronze, it looked, it kind of looked just like that watch. And I was trying to figure out what was different. I was like, this looks like that, that fucking Movember watch, but no, yeah, there's, uh, the bezel has these kind of like bronze touches. Yeah. And it it's comes, almost two-tony. It's almost like a two-tony yeah. thing kind of going on. Yeah. It comes in like a, I think a 40 or 41 and a 36 for sure. But yeah, that does look pretty cool. The 36 to me is very perspective because I like smaller watches and I think any brand that sort of has the um, impetus to do a smaller watch is is worth noting. I just want to understand, not because I'm worried, because I want to I want to get their viewpoint on it. If they are positioning that 36 millimeter as like a ladies watch or if it's like a unisex watch, because I feel like sometimes that happens. A brand will put out a super small watch and like it'll look super cool. And then, like, cause, like, it did, isn't that oh, as, as I punched the microphone, motherfucker? Isn't that what happened with the fucking Rado Captain Cook, where they called it a ladies' watch? Yeah, because it was like super small. But then there was also like a larger forty-two millimeter version. Or am I super drunk right now? No, no, you're you're fine. You're fine. That, that, that's that's the same kind of thing. And, and there's an that, that reminds me of another watch that came out, and I'm just like, hmm, this thing looks pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, that Oris thirty-six. I don't know if it's being marketed as a woman's watch. But 36 is awesome. Uh, I think it's a little so cool. It's a little, you know, it, it's still kind of expensive, but, you know. Um, Wait, really? How much is that watch? Uh, the 36 is 1975 Oh, my God. I, t- I take that back. I take that watch waist back. Fuck that shit, dude. Why did I think it was $900? <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, gray market, you'll probably find it for under 1000 Maybe that's what my brain was doing. You fuck watches. I take that back. Erase, erase <laughs> the past 15 minutes. So you know who did the same thing with a 36 millimeter diver is also Longines with the Legend Diver. They came oh, out shit. with okay. they came out with a 36 millimeter version, which is actually close to the original. Wow! Yeah, and it comes on like a mesh. You can get the black dial with like a mesh uh, bracelet. That's kind of which cool. is super like I don't know like James Bond. <laughs> it just <laughs> it's really it's really cool, you know. Um, but if you don't, I don't know if some people aren't necessarily into the vintage reissue thing, but if you are, I mean, this is, this is the time for you as a watch collector, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm weird about it. There are certain nuances with vintage reissues that just annoy me because I don't know, I get, I don't know why, but like you can get a sense of a a watch's ethos when you're looking at it and you're just like, okay, 13 dudes were in a boardroom and they had no idea what to do. And then someone stood up and say, let's just do a vintage reissue. And everyone nodded. Like I can yeah. look at this watch and I can see that's what happened. You know what I mean? But then yeah. there are, are other watches that are vintage reissues or sort of vintage inspired. Where I'm like, okay, this is really something that I feel a watch designer was trying to express themselves through that, that Hamilton, that, that the Hamilton, mm, Hamilton khaki field mechanical. That's technically, I guess a vintage reissue or a vintage inspired watch, but that is an incredibly fucking awesome watch. Yeah, there there has to be balance. Like in that yeah, meeting man. for in that meeting for example, they can say like, okay, let's do this Longines um, Legend Diver in thirty six, like a total vintage reissue. But at the same time, let's do something like nuts and super modern with the Hydro Conquest, for example, which is like their mm. kind of big main modern. But they didn't like they put a ceramic bezel on it, and that's it. Yo, dog, we heard you like ceramic bezels. We put a ceramic bezel on a ceramic bezel. You can see ceramic bezel like ceramic bezel. Sorry. Yeah, that, that's little, it. A little too wine drunk right now. But yeah, I mean, I think, 
Is there anything else that happened at Basel that's worth noting in terms of stuff that we might have missed? I'm trying to think right now. You mentioned Tiso. There, there, there's a few Tiso releases that I wanted to talk about. Talked about Oris. Talked about the Certina. Um, did did Vostok release anything new? Oh wait, there <laughs> there is a new diver that the guy was, was posting on on Instagram. <laughs> what is the that beach, thing? It is another 1967 amphibia reissue. Um, it's limited. Ugh, I don't know what it's limited to. So they've done it before. They've done. I don't know. I'm probably wrong, but two. I think one that was pretty pretty tr- pretty pretty true to the original. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, they did a second one, which was all bronze. And so this, I, te- I guess, would technically be the third one. It's really cool. So it's 1967 reissue. It's sort of, I believe it's that Tonneau style case, right? If you have a picture of it up. I I, I, don't, I can't use my phone right now. Um, no. But what's really, really cool is that... Okay, so, so it's a green dial. Traditionally, um, Vostok amphibias that stayed in the country didn't have that green dial. But the ones that were exported, I think, to Poland had that... Re- it's a really cool, like, green sort of... Um, hue sort of gradient to it. It's really a lot of fun, um, but you only ever see it on, or, or you only ever saw it on the vintage export models. And so you know it's a vintage export model when it says you know Vostok with a W as opposed to Boktok, so B O C T O K, um, which uh-huh. is what Vostok would be in in Cyrillic. So anything that was uh, Vostok W O S T O K was basically exported. Um, and you only saw the green dial on those export versions. So it looks like what's happening is this third 1967 um, amphibia reissue is going to have not, I don't think it's the same exact green, but it's definitely, in my opinion, inspired by that export, uh, vintage export uh, uh, amphibian green. But what's hilarious is it's not like Marinam had a booth there. Or anything. He just took a picture of the watch outside the Baza building. <laughs> I see it. I have it pulled up right now. Yeah. He just he just took a picture outside the building. It's like, oh, a new amphibian release. And I'm like, dude, that's how you do Basel. Uh, Basel. That's how you do Basel, dude. Rockstar, man. You know? It, it looks nice. The green is is attractive, you know? Yeah. It, it, it should be pretty cool. Um, these uh, They usually don't cost too much when they do these 67 reissues. Or, I mean, actually, it might be. I don't know. Does it say in his post how much it is? 200, 300 bucks maybe? I cannot read the letters that he wrote. If you scroll um, below the Cyrillic, it's English. Okay. Uh, expected to be in stock mid-May. Marinom.com only. Nope. Very good. Thanks, Dimitri. Um, no price. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I maybe two or 300 bucks. I could totally be off. But um, but yeah. So technically, there was a Vostok Basel release, but but not not officially. If that there makes you sense. Go. There, there you go. go. I'm not paying two million dollars for some fucking booth. I'm gonna stand outside the building, on Instagram, <laughs> and take Here a picture is. of the watch. <laughs> yeah, the thing looks pretty cool. Should be pretty interesting. I I actually have a secret orological art on for the bronze, uh, sixty-seven reissue. I've always been looking for one. Someone on our feed has one, and they get very upset every time they post it because I, I I really want it. But <laughs> I don't think I don't think I'm ever gonna get it. <sighs> I believe in you. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm sure Barabbas has all of them. Barabbas has all <laughs> my Slava medicals, and he's got all the uh, 67 reissue Vostok bronzes, and uh, you know his dumbass has all my hopes and dreams. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I'm super happy we took the time to talk about just those those additional pieces from Basel. I'm super happy we ended it on Vostok because I, totally yeah. for, I totally forgot he did that. You reminded me. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're doing some traveling soon. You're doing some some out of the country traveling. Are you are you going to the are you trekking the Andes? Are you are you bushwhacking through the Amazon? Are you are you stargazing with the Kala with, with the Kalahari Bushmen? Where where are you going and what are you wearing? Who are you? So wearing? I might I might do three trips. <clears throat> um the first one will be Colombia. Um second might be Hawaii. Nice. Uh, third might be Tokyo. Um, like all in like the same like like block? <laughs> no, no, definitely oh, not. Oh, okay. All I was once. gonna say no, I'm no, like, no. dude, you go you going Hollywood on me, dude? You start blogging <laughs> blogging from the road? <laughs> yeah, I'm not maybe if I was a travel blogger, I could actually do that. <laughs> <laughs> um no, but so I don't know. I, I feel like as collectors, we hear these stories all the time about like, oh, how this watch means a lot to me because I wore it on my honeymoon uh, in Iceland or something, you know, right. super, you know, um, or how cool it is to like be in Milan with like a fucking Panerai or something. You, you know, there's just <laughs> there's that travel connection that people make with with their watches. Sure, um, it's, it's very romantic. It, that's exactly it's it's very romantic but is it yeah. practical uh, is it practical to travel to a foreign country with like a super expensive watch um you know so colombia for example i'm going for my four-year wedding anniversary and we also have some friends that are getting married at the same time in colombia so it should be a fun trip nice um you know and as as cool as it is for me to think about you know me on the beach wearing a doxa <laughs> um i just i don't know what their process is for customs uh and security i don't know what it's like with the i don't know like the pickpocketing culture over there the practical aspects of traveling with the watch it's not like it's not like thinking your first time having sex is going to be like porn that is completely disillusioned you're talking about real world concerns with the act of intercourse with the act of actually traveling with the watch. I got the answer for you. I have the answer. Okay. Timex Iron Man. Timex Iron I know, right? If it's good if it's good enough for Slick Willie Clinton to wear <laughs> during all kinds of presidential functions and crap, it's good enough for the beach, it's good enough for your wedding, it's good enough for when you get mugged over there. I hope I, 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 I don't I hope you don't get mugged but it's Columbia. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah, I mean I feel like that might be the answer. But but will you be happy wearing that watch? So the thing is, I'm like, okay, but really, the the first watch that came to my mind was the Doxa. I was like, yeah, how cool sure. would it be to just like travel with just that one watch to like Columbia? That'd be sweet. Do some snorkeling, whatever. Um, and I'm just like, man, I really don't want anything to happen to that watch. Like, what if I wear something, you know, cheaper, like like my Orient Mako? And then I thought to myself, holy shit, what happened? Like, what would I do if something happens to like my fucking wedding watch? Like, yeah, that's a cheap watch, but like the, the sentimental value is, is like, is absurd, you know? Um, so like, what, what do you, I'm just curious, what do people do when they travel to like foreign countries, uh, and they have a lot of watches and you know, they like, yeah. They yeah. like making memories with those watches. Sometimes they're expensive, sometimes they're not, but they're 
they're valuable in other ways. So like, you know, what, what do you do? This is my perspective. Um, any, I, I, I sort of had to think about this a little bit when I've gone on like, like the Disney cruises. Cause technically they go to some places in like the Bahamas. So it's kind of like international, but not really. Um, mm-hmm. for me, you have to, well, for, for me, I always approach it with the understanding of, okay, the, the situation in which I'm concerned about most is wearing a nice watch, walking around, someone seeing it, and then robbing me for the watch because they recognize the watch. So immediately my right. thought process is, okay, I can't wear anything that looks like a Rolex, which is the most recognizable watch on the planet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So nothing that looks like a Rolex. Your Doxa, in terms of theft, I think you'd actually be okay. I don't think anyone would like, would clock that as like, <laughs> right. no, 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 seriously. I don't think anyone would clock that. Because the thing is, it's not just a matter of stealing something which is valuable. You have to steal something you know you can sell. That's and so true. They, yeah. they, if they steal that watch, they'll steal it with the thought, no, uh, with the thought of, okay, I know I can easily sell this. It's probably not easy to sell that Doxa because... For one thing, I'm pretty sure they're all serial numbered because that's because yours is limited edition, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, dude, that's fucking that 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 that's if I if I were if I were a thief, that'd be that'd be a pain in the ass to sell. You know what I mean? Hmm. There's only 1,200 of them. All the owners are registered. I just robbed one of them. They're never gonna find me. <laughs> Man, there there are there are, there are only 300 of those. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, dude. I think I think you're. I, I think with the doxa, you'd be okay in terms of mugging. That doesn't count like 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 you know, falling down or zip line accidents or anything. Like so that. in terms in terms of mugging, it's it's almost probably worse to wear a Submariner looking blue dial dive watch. That's like the that's that's what I'm thinking, especially if it's huh. on like the bracelet or something like that. Which your Mako obviously is not. That shit's gone. You know what I mean? No, but like. Yeah. That's my thought process. Like, I, 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 I try not to get to wear a watch that looks like, you know, a Rolex or something like that that could be construed as like a Submariner thing because it's not so much. Because with a thief, you don't just steal the watch and get money. You have to steal the watch and sell it somewhere. And people are only and people who buy stolen goods are only interested in buying things they know they can sell quickly. And the things you can sell quickly are stupid things that look classic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. In in my opinion, that's uh, so. That's always my concern when I go so, somewhere. So not not a not a disgusting orange watch. <laughs> it, I, it's, it's not that it's a disgusting <laughs> orange watch. That's what my wife calls it. <laughs> no. Okay. So the so the orange Gavox Avi Diver that was cool with her, but for some reason the Doxa. Is I nuts. know, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It's not, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that the Doxa is, is a disgusting orange watch. It's that it doesn't look like anything else. It yeah. doesn't look like a watch that's particularly expensive. If anything, it looks like a like a like a random ass tool watch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you could yeah. look at it from that aspect. You could look at it from the aspect also of what we were talking about at the beginning of the show. Um, in the in the in the hopefully unlikely event that like I'm traveling and I do get mugged, hey, I was only wearing like a fifteen dollar Timex Weekender, or I was only wearing like an Iron Man, or I was only wearing like a Castillo, blah blah blah. I'm only forty dollars out. No one got hurt. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it really depends. I also just don't know much about Colombia. My understanding is that it never really was safe for travel. I think that's probably changing these days. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I, I you have friends there, so you would know more than I would. But that's that's my take on it. The idea of the watch getting stolen. If it's recognizable, it's a heightened chance. If it just looks super just 
unique and not like a Rolex, I think you'll be all right. As long as it's not gold. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things to consider when you're just, even just traveling anywhere with a watch, like going through security and stuff. I hear different stories from people like, Oh, I had to take off my watch right. Like I have to take off my watch every single time through security or like I never take off my watch during security. So I'm curious about what other people do. I, I, I always ask. I'm like, I'm like, oh, can I keep my watch on or something like that? You know what I mean? I stopped. I stopped asking and I just like 100% kept it on. Like yeah. if you if you guys see something on the scanner and it's like glowing on my wrist, like, okay, obviously it's my fucking watch, you know? He's got a gun. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all it is. Whatever. Like deal with it. Do whatever right. you have to do as like TSA. But like the fact like, you know, taking it off, like sticking it in your shoe or something or your bag, it's just... Every that part of traveling is a hundred percent an emergency. Like you're just rushed already. And like I don't I don't want to think about leaving like a watch in like a fucking bin or something, you know. That's a good point. Um, But you know, like what what is that process like in other countries if I do have to take it off? Um, if I take it off, where does it go? Like is the bin next to me all the time in every single country that I go to? It's trust Um, issue. Yeah, it a hundred percent is a trust issue. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that one country is definitely going to be worse than the other, but you just don't know. Um, so yeah, I just I keep them on all the time. Nobody, ever, yeah, no I, one has ever told me anything. <laughs> I I would keep it on also. In yeah. all honesty, it's best just not to even just put yourself in that situation because if it comes down to it, it's if you know you know uh, 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 John Bevere forbid if you put your watch in a thing and they scan it and you walk through and you're like, oh, can I have my watch back? And they're just like, what watch? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's their it's their it's their word against yours, you know? And their security. So might just be best to just obfuscate that situation altogether and just, just keep the watch on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So that that's kind of what I'm dealing with now. And honestly, like it's it's kind of funny because I have to rent a tux. Like we did suits at your wedding. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um <laughs> But I apparently have to do a tux for this one. Have to do a tux for this one. Jeez, okay. um, Is it expensive? I don't know. I, I haven't looked yet. I'm procrastinating. But um, my man, it would be really fun to wear a tux and a Vostok on a vented rubber strap. Oh, that would be so. <laughs> you have no idea how happy that would make me. Because <laughs> I just, I'm just getting this watch now, and I mean, you know, if something you, you, if something you know does it, happen, you, it's a cheaper watch, you know. And if nothing you know happens, I love about that also, you're yeah. wearing the tux with the Vostok scuba dude. There's a picture of a scuba diver on it. There's not yeah. really a lot of arguments you can make. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a dress watch, dude. There's a scuba diver on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not even like the captain's wheel, <laughs> right? You can make the argument. Captains are classy, you know. They're 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 made, they're in charge of people. No, this is a scuba diver cl- clamming. You know yeah. what I mean? Just shucking oysters off the back of his boat. <laughs> There's nothing dressy or glamorous or tuxy tuxedo we about this Vostok amphibian. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe that's the one I'll take. Fuck it. Could be a lot of fun, man. You know, but it would be fun to take but a Seiko the... to Japan. To, to to what? To take a Seiko to Japan. That would be really cool. Which Seiko would you take? Jangly, jangly ass one seven five. Yeah, that's the one I would take. <laughs> yeah, and try to come back with something cool. That'd I would, I, I would, without hesitation, I would take my Seiko Sumo. Of course. Yeah. How many places have you been with that? You know, 
I mean, yeah, just just, just wherever a Disney cruise goes, I've been there with uh, with the Seiko Sumo. We're actually going on another cruise, Disney cruise, next January. Um, but this one's going to places we haven't gone to. So this one's going to Mexico, Jamaica, and somewhere else. Usually with Disney cruises, the, the this is well, on the first on the first cruise, we left the boat, which was a mistake. I just <laughs> that's just a mistake. Uh, we were. <laughs> Oh, where were we? We were in one of the Caribbean islands or whatever, and um, they sell like 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 Swiss watches is like a huge thing there because there's like no taxes or something. I have no idea. So um, I wanted to go and like like actually just like look. I mean, I wasn't gonna buy anything. I just wanted I, I just wanted to look, you know. Um, yeah. Took a few st- took a few steps off the boat, and we were just marauded by people hawking their wares, their 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 their, their coconut painted dolls, the uh, coconut palm husk skirts <laughs> and i'm like dude i don't get i'm i'm so sorry you guys are hurting for money i don't give a shit right now dude i'm trying to like i'm trying to look at some six thousand dollar watches i got priorities guys <laughs> all right <laughs> so after those events after the first cruise we never never left the ship again i would have been terrified if we stayed on the island and i was i kept wearing my watch uh-huh. I, th- I think i was probably wearing the sumo mm-hmm. but on this cruise we're going on next um I might want to check out Jamaica. I might want to check out. It's going to Cozumel, Mexico. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I don't know. I'll probably end up wearing the sumo. Um, it's pretty nondescript, nondescript, nondescript. I don't know, but it does. It it could be construed as a sub. I don't know. The Smurf, the all white gold. I one. was gonna say. I was. I, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, what is that fucking? It's not called the blueberry. It's this. Some people call it that. I think so. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Word, word, word. Yeah, yeah. But what what else is top of, top of mind with you traveling and this watch? We've talked about muggings. We've tra- we've we've talked about airport security. We've talked about appropriateness for the events that you're going to. You know. Sports you know, activities. I, I think you'd be okay with the Vostok. I've heard stories yeah. of people doing stuff with the Vostok, and it was totally fine. You know, I, I read a story online, I think on Wuss, about an underwater welder who needed a dive watch, and mm-hmm. he didn't want to spend a lot of money, and he wanted something cool, so we got his, this $70 Vostok amphibia off Amazon, and it's perfect. And he's an underwater welder. One of the most manliest things you can be, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, no, that that watch is the... that That's the last watch I'm going to care about, like... You know, in terms of durability and like, oh, should I take it off? Like, if I do the dishes, like that. No, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I really want to see what happens to that watch. Um, you know, I'm what gonna. I'm gonna story, put it to the test. What was the story of that guy? So this guy had his Rolex stolen. It was a super rare Rolex. He was at like a country <clears throat> club, and he was gonna go swimming. And I guess mm-hmm. he thought the water would damage his Rolex, which doesn't make any sense to me. So he took it off. Yeah. And someone stole it. The only reason that I'm remembering is because it's a Rolex. It would have been fine. And it was supposed to be a very nice Rolex. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Yeah. I think it was in Vegas. It was some kind of a resort thing. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I think a hooker like took it from his room or something. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. But but I do I do remember it being like a sea dweller. Like an it old was something one, incredible. Yeah, you know, it was something super like 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 rare. It was like a well, expensive. I mean, depending on on how old those are, um, depending on how old those are, yeah, you probably shouldn't s- swim with it. You know? R- okay. Well, I guess if it, yeah, if it, if it was a vintage, 
yeah. more likes. Then yeah, I know. I guess I wouldn't swear. Yeah, I, 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 I feel bad for making fun of the guy now. I remember the guy on Reddit that like he left an old sea dweller like in his pants, and his wife washed the pants. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Was that's, it okay? Like like a like a collectible great white sea dweller, <laughs> like they call them. Yeah, that's not gonna survive the uh the washing machine. Oh no, that sucks. <laughs> Poor watch. <laughs> Wife was just trying to help, man. I know, right? <laughs> no, I, I mean uh, Yeah, I, may, yeah, maybe it'll be the Vostok. I think that'd be pretty sweet. If you bring it on the rubber, you can even bring some NATOs if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Um, I can mail you the bracelet off my, off mine if you want to. If you want to <laughs> try the bracelet, um, but I'm trying to think. Like, I think th- your considerations are like super super smart. Um, would you be Would you be worried about like the time zone back home? Is there any like need of that you need to be considered for? No, because I'm gonna be with my wife. No, and that's there that's you go. The, you know. The only thing I care about in that time zone. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That makes sense. Um, so, so the yeah, Vostok a lot of people to- travel with like world time watches and stuff like that. If if I were to do that, I would still. We were we were looking at the watch um, off air. I, I would pick up one of those SUN O two three kinetic GMT divers from Seiko. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is. I feel like I've been looking at that watch for years, and I just like I never buy it. <laughs> It's so affordable. It right? is, and you can you can the prices drop uh, quite a bit sometimes. But I mean, when do you think Seiko will come and ruin that for us too? Yeah, right. I mean, I, I don't think, know. I think next bottle. I think bottle two thousand nineteen. They discontinue the entire kinetic series. Oh my and god! It, and incorporate it into the Presage line or something. Three thousand dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh fuck me. That's awesome, man. But yeah, I I, I think the Vostok to Columbia makes sense. It's a lot of fun. It still has really cool or logical street cred, so you won't feel weird. Um, It's tough if, you know, you know, Richard Meal forbid, if something happens and the watch gets jacked or jacked up, 80 bucks, man. 80 bucks. Yeah. I, I saw I saw a guy a collector on a very popular <clears throat> web watch collecting series, you know, bring up a specific Richard meal uh, that just because it had an independently setting hour hand, he was like, "Oh, this is the perfect travel watch." I'm like, "Dude, <laughs> I, I hope I hope you have your own Gulfstream and your own <laughs> yeah. and and your own airports," <laughs> you know, I'm like, "Fuck, dude." Um, this is the perfect. It's so practical. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so the Seiko would go to Japan. Where else did you say you were gonna go? Probably Hawaii. Hawaii. What, what do you What do you think for that? Are you going there for another event or just for fun? I think that would just be for fun. Because you know what you know what it is like. I feel like when you live in Florida, um, you know, spots like Hawaii and Tokyo, a lot of times you're just like, oh man, like. You know, one day, you know, it's so far, mm. but you're you're closer over here, like to Hawaii. It's just like a six hour flight, maybe a little less. That's oh, not bad. Um, so yeah, it would be fun to just just go like for whatever. A lot of people from Seattle just end up. It's a popular vacation spot for people here. 
Um, it's super, and, and and you don't need a passport. You just go. Right, right, exactly. So th- that would be cool. Um, yeah, no, it would just be for fun. Um, maybe okay. something cool for my birthday this year. Would you take the Vostok? Or the, I feel like the Doxa <laughs> in Hawaii would be a lot of fun. The Doxa would be like climbing a volcano or something. Yeah, right. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to so climb. Cool. I want to climb and bike down of a, like a live volcano. That'd be sweet. Cool. Screaming the whole time. Yes. <laughs> I'm alive. Um, no, but yeah, that's 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 kind of it. Maybe maybe Colombia is the only really concerning place. I'm not really sure. And, and apologies if it's gotten better, and I'm just a shitty person for thinking that. But no, I I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. I mean, uh, so Mike and I are located in the U.S. Specifically, our perspective on the U.S. perspective on Colombia, like person to person, has just always kind of been. It wasn't necessarily like the safest place. Uh, to travel to if that has changed. The yeah, past gr- growing year. up in South Florida, I mean, we we knew a lot of people from Colombia, and a lot of times <laughs> they'd be like, "Yeah, no, don't go there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, but, but yeah, if things have changed, cool. That's right, rock and roll. I think I think Anthony Bourdain did an episode there a while back, but I'm maybe not sure I should check it out. I don't know. See what watch he was wearing. He wears watches. He wears wa- that 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 tall ass Jack Skellington looking motherfucker wears watches, dude. He's got he's got he also, watches. He also man. flies private, I'm sure, but whatever. I don't know if he does. Becky saw him in JFK, like it would like oh, the rest okay. of like, but the rest of like us, us, us disgusting, <laughs> disgusting human beings. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bill Drats. <laughs> <laughs> she, I, I said, so I asked her. I asked her. I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, you talked to him? She's like, oh yeah, I kind of said some stuff to him. Like, oh, what was he like? And this is literally that she goes. He's fucking super tall and really old now. I'm like, that's awful, babe. <laughs> and she's like, no, he really, he got old. Because the thing is, she's also saying that because we still watch the old The Reservations episodes from like yeah. two, 2002. Yeah. <laughs> where he's like 40 or something like that, you know? So uh, he's definitely aged um, just in that new Parts Unknown gig he's got on CNN. So you, you can definitely see it. But, uh, but, you know, he used to wear tag back in the day. Um I've seen him with some Panerai on air before. Yeah, yeah. I feel like um, we were looking looking this up at, uh, during another show. Yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we could ask him what he wears. You know, maybe we should get him on the show. I would actually, I would, that would actually be like such a great like bucket list item. I just don't know how much fun he would have being on our fucking show. Like, how <laughs> would like how would we like? Because usually when you have people on the show, there's like this really fun, like mutual, like, oh, it'll be great for me. And when I do, it'll be great for you. And what you do, I don't think we'd be helping him at all. We'd have to get him to pair watches with his favorite dishes. That'd be kind of cool, right? Yeah. yeah. So, something like that. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. So Bourdain, if you're listening, <laughs> hit us up, man. I think we could have a lot of fun. Talking about God knows what, all kinds of lecherous slander shit, and watches, and watches, and yeah, watches, no, that that those were my concerns, and uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to I'm curious to hear whatever what other people do when they travel to different places. Yeah, um, uh, if anyone else listening to the show has been to Colombia, has traveled to Colombia, or if you're from Colombia and you have insight for Mike, that would just be like really helpful for him. Totally, or just or just obviously more well traveled than us. <laughs> you know, is, what, traveled, what do you do with watches? 
I traveled so much when I was a kid, but I did it when I was a kid and my parents forced me to and I hated it. And now right. I'm an adult and all I want to do is travel and my dad's just like, I'm fucking tired. You go travel. It's like, no. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, I went everywhere when I was a kid, man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't go nowhere anymore. Yeah. So, I'm curious. I'm curious to know what other people do. And um, yeah, that's, that's really all I wanted to talk about. But I think, I don't know. I know I still have time to think about it, but that Vostok is pretty attractive. I'll, I'll see how it is when I get it tomorrow. I was going to say, yeah, if I see my, if I see myself in Columbia with that watch, that'd be pretty cool. Get I'll some hands get on, get some hands on time with it, you know, play with it. Um, I will say the bezel that it comes with is very blingy. That's why I took mine off. It is going, it's very polished. I don't know how you feel about that. Well, you said, um, you said there's kind of like a strong modding community, right? With the yeah, uh, I, I I technically modded mine, and I see people f even fit like Seiko bezels and stuff on them. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've seen people put like like SKX 009 bezels on like Vostok amphibians. You probably can't turn it. I guess maybe you could turn it because it's not a click bezel. It's a it's a bi-directional, just like smooth bezel. It's like a friction fit bezel. Yeah, basically, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no experiment with it. You know, you you should be able to pop the bezel off pretty easily. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know? I'll see what I do. But yeah, Can't so wait. um, is it time to start sort of like uh, looking at the time, like recapping ish, recapping ish? Yeah. yeah, it's perfect time. So, so yeah, I mean, if any of you guys travel extensively outside the country or internationally from wherever your 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 home country is based, and you have these sort of watch or logical considerations, uh, uh like ingrained in your natural behavior. Totally let us know what's up. Help Michael with any insight that you have. Maybe some considerations we haven't thought of. You know what I'm saying? That would be just really fun to hear about. Um, you know, comment on the show graphic on Instagram or you can comment on the website. I really want to get more people talking on the website. Or you can email us, tbws.contact at gmail.com. Again, tbws.contact at gmail.com. In addition to that, really fun to just talk about some of these Basel pieces. We... we 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 didn't really talk about too much, but at the same time, no one else really fucking did. I mean, those really fun Tissot releases, that Certina Diver, you know what I mean? That Oris uh, 65 36mm, even though that fucking watch is apparently $1,900. Ugh, you know? Not for long. <laughs> let just just let just let Joe Shop get their hands on it. Well, let's see how long $1,900 lasts for. Yeah. Um, in addition to that, uh, Mike's got that Vostok coming in. Um this is just, you know, just another side note again, you know, we officially gone through the process to make two work watch knobs officially recognized as a, as a, as a, I guess, a, an operating business entity in the country here in the States. It's kind of cool, mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I am going to be in San Francisco April 14th to the 18th. I've already talked to some of you guys that I know, I know are based in San Francisco. Um, Super open to just hanging out. I'm going to be there for, for, for business. Um, I'm not entirely sure where I'm staying yet. San Francisco is really fucking weird with hotels. Um, so, but yeah, if anyone's San Francisco based and you want to hang out or figure something out, anything like that, blah, blah, blah. Just be fun. Fun to kind of uh, um, uh, hang out, get some drinks, shoot the shit, compare wrist sizes, you know. Guys, good stuff dude the family stuff. does. You dude <laughs> yeah. stuff, dude stuff, man. You know what I mean, dude stuff. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I said that. Um, in addition uh, to that, I think that's it. Yeah, I think we're good. 
sad, sad face. I don't want to go. So it was nice. It's always nice recording. Recording is like the anchor to my week. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, man. But uh, but yeah, okay. So here, um, also again, just another 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 call to arms. Anyone that wants to contribute to the web uh, the website or anything like that, or if you have thoughts, totally hit us up. We'd love to just kind of just talk to you about it, get your thoughts and impressions on what you think would be really valuable for the for the people, or if you have a watch that you want to review, so on and so forth. Um, yeah, just totally hit us up. It's just it's really just great to get to offer the offer our website as a voice for you guys. Because without you guys, we wouldn't really be anything. I mean, we'd still be making the show for Michael and I. We'd still be recording, just talking to each other. <laughs> for, our, for our pets. For our pets. It'd just be me and the cat. Where, where are the cats? I never know where they are, dude. They disappear, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, uh, I think that's it. Do you, uh, you want to start the outro or should I? We'll start. Um, okay. Th- thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. This is Kaz. You've been listening to Two Broke Watchdogs. Later. Later.